Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anime Watch Club, a bi-weekly group discussion and review where the host of the What You Say Anime podcast nominate and vote on shows either we haven't seen or shows that hopefully lead to a great discussion. In today's episode, the average run-of-the-mill high schoolers and are definitely not the main characters of the What You Say Anime podcast will be reviewing the 2019 anime and its OVA counterpart, Orisuke, Are You the Only One Who Loves Me? Let's meet today's Koshian hopefuls. First up, it all started last year at the final game of the regional baseball tournament, where I saw him from the East Entrance. We got Jay. Jay, how's it going? Um, honestly, you saw me crying and banging my head against the wall because this show, much like my high school career, started off with a lot of promise, a lot of highs, and then it ended up in a web of intercomplex drama that really kind of lost the plot and nobody was the same afterwards, and I was permanently damaged from it. That was deep. Anyway. <laughs> Glad to have you. <laughs> Next up, it all started last year at the final game of the regional baseball tournament where I saw him from the West entrance. We got Kat. Kat, how's it going? I am. I'm doing great. Uh, I'm just out here smoking beans. Glad to have you, my man. <laughs> Next up, it all started last year at the final game of the regional baseball tournament where I saw him from the North entrance. We got Trent. Trent, how's it going? I'm doing good. You know, they... They say the sequel, you know, is a lot of times better than the first one. And so this is my second appearance here on the show. So I'm hoping it'll be better than the first time. I hope so, too. Uh, <laughs> first up, our next moderator, I guess our first moderator of the night. It all started last year at the final game of the regional baseball tournament where I saw him from the south entrance. We have Miles. Miles, how's it going? I'm pretty sure this is a Moby song. I don't know any Moby song, so I don't get that. I, know, I actually, I actually know this one Moby song, and it's called like West Side or something. And the, the, oh, is that the? Through. Yeah, I saw. No, that's Beck. Just kidding. No, sorry, yeah, no, Rob White, dude. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, 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 send it, I'll send it to you after. Right. No one, no one got that reference. It's okay. All right, you guys good. are dating yourself here quite a little bit. I, a little bit. Uh, and that voice you heard is Pat. What's up, guys? I came in the north entrance, baby. Uh, but yeah, so we're reviewing Oreski. Are you the only one who loves me? Uh, this aired in the fall 2019 season, uh, done by Studio Connect, which I have never really heard of them before, but it looks like they've done, oh, they did like, uh, Send for You Girl. They did, um, Slow Loop. So, yes, Bangers and Strike the Blood, another banger, right? Um, yes, <laughs> they've done a lot of not. Very great things, and then Oreski and Senryu Girl. Apparently, they, the the two hits. So yeah, let's uh, let's do our first impressions of the show. It's a little spoilery, I guess. Like I, I don't know, it's not like <laughs> imperative, but it is. I, I think uh, the first few episodes are a little different from the rest. So why don't we uh, do our first impressions like we normally do and move on from there? Uh, Miles, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so um, this is Miles' week, and I think that even though I'm going to be harsh on this, it's a very good choice, Pat. Um, I think that it definitely like has the elements, and I also think it makes me angry in like a very Miles way, right? I, like I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was thinking that because I was like, that's not why I chose it, but I, in hindsight, that is maybe a reason why I knew no matter what, this would be a fun show to talk about for your week. Because I knew you would enjoy it to some degree, especially the first few episodes. And I'm gl I was glad to see that at least. But um, yeah, this. Yeah. So this show, especially the first few episodes, does a lot of things I really like. Uh, as Jay alluded to, I think it goes ins like it just goes off the fucking rails. None of none of I'm going to say the back third of this show makes any sense like at all. But 
Um, it's still fun. Uh, there's a lot of good bits in it. The comedy is pretty good. The characters are enjoyable. Um, <laughs> some of them are. <laughs> um, but I mean, would I recommend this? I think I think so. I think there's some like iconic scenes and stuff in here, and I think there's enough fun bits and stuff. Like I don't know, like it's a harem trash show, and as far as those go, it's that I've seen, it's pretty good. So. Especially if you're into that shit, watch watch this. This is yeah. I don't know. I, fuck it. Watch it. Watch it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There's there's only absolutes. We only deal mm-hmm. in absolutes here. Like hundred uh, percent. Like, like what is it? The Jedi, right? Only deal in absolutes. <laughs> Something along those lines. It's the, yeah. It's the, the opposite the, of that. But yes, a Sith. Well, only well, only a Sith. <laughs> which is an absolute. The bad guys. Way, you know. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, the writers really good for Star Wars prequels. Yeah. Uh, Kat, what about you? What do you think about Araisky? My first impressions of the show, specifically during the first episode, I hated the show. <laughs> like really? the first half of the fir- the first half of the show, the first episode, I mean, I hated the show and then I loved it. <laughs> um, this is the first episode was I would classify it as something kind of like a Trojan horse where you just feel like you're going to hate it. And I'm glad that I stuck around for the next 15 minutes. So, uh, but this show's kind of like Game of Thrones, where the first part of it is really, really good. And then the last half is kind of, it's not mediocre, it's a little above that. It's like, it goes into that very weird, like, rom-com, this is your standard rom-com situation with a, a slight twist where I would recommend it, okay. but definitely there's an asterisk there. If you don't like rom-com, you will probably not like the la- that half, the latter half of the show. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair. I don't know. Like the show is parodying a lot of like harem rom-com things. Right. So I think that in order, uh, part of your enjoyment of the show is going to be how well, you know, the tropes or, or things uh, like, <laughs> I don't know, just do you get the jokes? Just like with almost any comedy, right? Like, is it funny to you or not? Um, so I think that's a that's a fair caveat to have. Uh, Trent, uh, what do you think? What were your first impressions? Yeah, upon very first impressions, like those first three episodes kind of to, kind of on the same feelings that everyone else has, those first three episodes in themselves are such, felt like such a good contained story that I was like, ooh, this instantly hooked me. Admittedly, trashy harem rom-coms are either very hard hits with me and I love them to death and I'll ignore every flaw whatsoever. Or I will just hate it all together. Like, this is not for me. This is not what I'm into. This is not my jam. I do not give a shit about this high school shitty characters and romance and everything. So those first three episodes really grabbed me. And so I had hope. I was hooked. And over time, that hope kind of drifted off a little bit. But I would say I would recommend it if that's your if this is your thing. If it's not your thing, typically like myself, I'd probably say stay away from it. But I'm glad I gave it the shot. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, fair enough. Uh, Pete, what very, about you? Very good advice, Trent. If you if you would like it, watch it. <laughs> if you, I was thinking that, but I don't want to call that on it. <laughs> Uh, the thing with this show, I think it's like both good and bad that the beginning episodes are its best episodes. So I think it does a really good job at hooking people to watching it. Um, kind of like what other people are saying. I think while it does parry tropes, it kind of also plays those tropes, which I didn't really find the most enjoyable. However, uh, if we're speaking just in the beginning, I loved how they set up the situations that they're in the the running joke of like the bench and sitting down and having the same setup essentially like i did in the intro i i loved it i was cracking up every single time um even when they were like switching it he's like oh no not again and then it's like on him it's like oh no you like me what like stuff like that where it's like it's silly maybe it's predictable and it's, it's simple but it got me to laugh and i think that's like throughout the entire show while things maybe didn't progress the way i wanted to the dialogue was great, and I laughed the majority of the show. So I would recommend this if you have seen like a handful of rom-coms, because I think there's some stuff that you would miss if you haven't seen like the stuff that they're parodying or kind of poking at, and then come see this after you see like, you know, like 10 rom-coms or something like that. But I, I think it's a solid show, and I would recommend it to most people who are enjoying like rom-com style shows. If you like it. Yeah, if you like it. <laughs> If you don't like it, then don't don't watch it. Yeah. Don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. Very good. <laughs> Very profound. Um <laughs> Jay, what is your uh what is your opinion on the show? I it sounded like you were uh also <laughs> in the same boat so far as everyone else, but let's hear it. Um I think that this is a show that really suffers from not knowing what it wants to do with itself. Like Pete mentioned, it kind of presents itself as a parody of rom coms at the start, but then like after the first three episodes, it more or less just falls directly into the typical harem schlock. And I don't know, I just, I wanted better than that, I guess, because the first three episodes are like really good. And then after that, it's basically just like, okay, I can go watch like any harem show that has decent comedy and get the same thing. And yeah, I, I think that the expanding web of characters they add later on don't really add too much to the show. Um, I think that this is a show that just kind of got to, uh, like into its own formula a bit and kept stacking characters on characters on characters that all do the exact same thing more or less, but with a slightly different personality and many of the characters, like they don't really do anything besides show up at the end more or less. Uh, there are a couple of notable exceptions to this, like Asanaro and Subaki, but like, a lot of the other ones, I just, I don't see why I was supposed to care about them at all, apart from them getting like fan service shots and and whatnot. So I think personally, like, I guess if you like rom-coms, I'd recommend this because it's just another rom-com. <laughs> but like if rom-coms aren't really your thing, or if you're not like someone who's just on a mission to watch literally every rom-com in the Mao database, I probably wouldn't recommend it. You can go find something better to watch. Would you recommend checking out the first three episodes and then being like, show's done? Yeah, actually. And the be first three episodes in the beach episode, and I think you're good. Okay. <laughs> I did. I really liked the, it was like a water park, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, so I have a, a very unique comparison, I think, to try to make to this. This is like. Uh, if Funny Girl Senpai was good. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not taking that bait tonight. No, I've had, I've already I spent too long today arguing at work. I, I, um, I thought I was going to be able to say that through like three episodes, and then I I couldn't. It, it fell apart. It, did. It, it does. And like everyone else says, I I think the show struggles really badly with pacing by the end of it. But uh, I guess my my profound or, or really like interesting take I think on this is it's very similar. It, it made me feel the same way as like. Spy Family and Zombieland Saga did at first, where the setup of the story happens, right? And it's all spelled out for you. And you sit there and go, oh, this is so clever. The dialogue is great. The show should write itself. It's the same thing with like Kaguya as well, right? Where the show, it write, the scenarios that they end up in, they write themselves and they do what you expect them to do and they're still funny. The the, the thing is like Spy Family, Kaguya and the others continue to do that and continue to stay like peak or, or in my opinion peak uh this show i i agree with everyone else so far I like the first three episodes are unfortunately not a reflection of the rest of the show i i do find the ending funnier than i think a lot a couple of the other naysayers in the group uh did uh but i also can understand where they're coming from where that second half of the the, the first season really or, or the season i should say really just drags and and lingers so um I would recommend this to people that, uh, similarly, like what other people have said, like rom-coms, I would say I'm curious, though, if I would still recommend it after three months from now when 100 Girlfriends is done airing. So we know because uh, like surely one of those shows is going to be better than the other. And I wonder which one it is going to be like we, we really can't say yet with Girlfriend only having or 100 Girlfriends only having was it two episodes out now. But the author seems pretty dedicated to the bit. So uh, from, from what I've read, so. Maybe maybe it will become uh, the, just this show, but better. And three months from now, we'll all be saying, "Why would we even ever recommend this show in the first place?" Orisuke um, walked so Hundred Girlfriends could run. Mm, there you go. Um, <laughs> it, it, they are. It's strikingly similar. The show. <laughs> it's so, but it's cool because like the premise is slightly different, I guess. And I don't know. So far, it seemed like to me at least Hundred Girlfriends was slightly less less on the nose or, or what would you say it's less or more on the nose parody than like this show was um it's too early to tell for me for the anime yeah but I, I guess so i think the problem with this show is that and this is something that i get from konosuba sometimes and i like konosuba so much more than i like the show but mm. sometimes i think like when you're parroting something it's a bit like if you stare into the abyss too long like be careful that you don't like become the whatever if you parody something it's it's hard sometimes to not just become that thing. You know, you're making fun of things, but you like that thing and you're sort of like poking fun at it, but in like a fun way, you know, not like in like a critical way. But then all of a sudden you actually are just a harem show, right? Like all of a sudden you are just an isekai. Like, I, and I think that's what happens with this show. I don't know what, you know, people's. Um... I kind of agree with you on that point. I think that maybe the issue is, is that. Was this show really meant to be a parody of harems is the thing? Or did we just, is that us attributing it to the first three episodes that are vastly different from the rest of it? Like, does a show, I guess that it kind of opens up a discussion of how much of a show needs to be like front loaded to like tell you what it is about. Yeah. Like when can a show really come into its own? Does it have to be the first three episodes? Cause I feel like if you use this show as a measure, like, the first three episodes are the peak, in my opinion, 
but it's not really showing you what the show is. Yeah. That makes I, guess, sense. I think that that's a great discussion point for us to start with. So why don't we uh, just say going forward, spoilers, you know, that's our first impressions, yada, yada, all the usual BS I say here. And uh, yeah, like I, I, Jay, I think your point's very valid. I guess that that's where I, I, I think the, the fact that the ending, the way it ends is entirely parodying like how bad harem endings usually are or, or, or how controversial harems can be where they then just end up as a single and it just ends up being like the obvious answer from all along. Right. Like, I know Pete, you, um, you had a, something to bring up, right? Yeah. Cause I, I think it's how it, it's set up in the beginning that that's what we're led to believe what's going to happen. And I think some of the stuff that they did in the show could have been period period or whatever. Um, so like, for example, like the skirt shots, I think they could have done something like that where if you want to get a skirt shot into the show, do that, but then like have the joke be like, you know, she's wearing like another skirt or something like that. Like something along like those lines where like you could still do like the fan servicey things that, that pay the anime tax in this style of show, but still make it fun. And I think that's where it kind of lost some points with me. Um, just just like kind of like what they did in the story. In the last episode, there's like the tense scene where they're kind of, you know, Joro's confessing his love to one person or so we're led to believe. And there's like a big like heartbeat scene and it shows like most of the girl's chest. But then there's one shot where they just show an upskirt of a girl in her panties with the heartbeat. And it's like, what is that? Like, why? Why did we need to do that necessarily? I just don't. The I. This is being becoming old man yelling at fan service for me for a second. I'm sorry, but I just it felt like at I, the beginning it felt, so at the good. beginning it felt like a parody with like Hiwamari run or Himawari rather sorry running into him and like showing like her booba and panty panties and all that. But then later on, it's just like no, we're gonna actually introduce some of these girls by showing you their chest first, straight up, or their ass, yeah. or a panty shot. And we're going to have like multiple things where the camera is just going to cut to ass or titties or panties. Yeah, I so like, you know, OK, so they say in music, right, you have your entire life to write your first album and about a year to write your second. And I kind of feel like I don't know how this is broken up. Right. But this dude, whoever wrote this was like. He had his bangers, right? He releases his first album and there's like the bench thing. There's the switch up on like the normal introduction to the harem girls, right? Where they do like the first half and the second half after he learns that they aren't into him and he's like salty about it and everything. He has those things. And it, I think it seems like a parody because it's supposed to, I don't necessarily know if parody is the right word, but he's definitely playing with these tropes, right? And he's trying to switch things up. But then he's completely out of ideas. That That's my take, Jay. And he's like, okay, so like we had the funny panty shot because the Genki Genki girl is like like you're expecting that, so it's setting you up to think this thing is going to happen, and then I I, I switch it on you, you know, like and, and now he's he's upset. But then he doesn't know what to do, and so he's like, I, I don't know. Wouldn't it be funny if we just switch to just like literally like it's just very it's a different kind of way of playing with tropes than previous, and it's a little I mean, I, not to discredit kinds of writing, but it's like dumber. It's not as smart, <laughs> you know, it's just like, 
there are panty shots, so let's make a really obvious panty shot. And sometimes I think that's fun, right? Like in Rosario Vampire Season 1, when you have these angles where you have like, it's actually physically impossible to see all these girls' panties, but they make it work. Like, I think that is funny. But like, not in this case, <laughs> I guess. Anyone else have takes on just like what they think sort of switches from like the beginning episodes into these later episodes? I also think that they the plot gets insane, but we can talk about that later. Like, it's not grokkable. It's not easy to understand what's happening. It feels like the first three episodes are going very close to how the um, how the light novel or whatever it's based off of is is meant to be. It feels like it's very well paced in the first three episodes, and it and it it kind of felt like this is very true to whatever they were using, and it felt like they had a lot of thought and effort put into it, which is why I think it's very close to the source material. And then after after that, it feels like the pacing goes off a little bit and it feels like they were trying to get so many different things and like add in a bunch of different contexts that wasn't really there because they only had like uh, essentially 15 episodes for it and it feels kind of it, it it takes away from the show and i've i kind of hated uh <laughs> i kind of hated the way that it that it worked like that because I, I wish it i wish they would have taken their time. It felt like watching the God of High School again, I guess, uh, where it was like, oh, first few episodes, really, really good. And then it just went off the deep end, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah. I agree with that. Um, it's, it's, it's very, in those first few episodes, and I mean, throughout the series, it's very self-aware as we're, as we're talking about it ending up just doing these tropes that it's supposed to be parroting is is this series is this the harem rom-com anime but the office <laughs> but where it's super self-aware they have the cut-in shots staring at the camera and the first x amount of seasons however is good then Michael Scott leaves and then it all just falls off the rails and loses its sense of direction and that's like that. the office was good for like a hundred episodes or something you know what i mean the yeah, show was, yeah. was good for three episodes i think that the <laughs> show might have accidentally been the office like I, and they i think nothing new ever happens is part of it because like they continue the bench joke and some of the other jokes and they're funny when they happen in later episodes but every new element that gets added is sort most of the time, there are some new jokes that get added that I think are funny, but for most part, these new elements that get added are just, they're not funny, they're not inventive, they're just sort of standard, all the, you know, like, oh, this is unique, because the girls didn't like him, they liked his popular best friend, all the girls like him now. Like, it just stops doing any of the things that made it different or interesting, and just did the formula. It's like Shield Hero, right? Like, oh, I, I'm weak. I'm not the strongest hero. Oh, I got the super rage power. Now I'm the strongest hero. It's, <laughs> it's a surprise. Like, you know. Plus uh, slaves. Y yes, also slavery. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so it's an isekai. What do you expect? But like, I guess like in Pete, you made this point in our Discord where we coordinate things. It's important to note that there, there are good things in this show, right? Like a lot of these bits are funny there are some kind of fun, like, Death Note-esque scenes. Like, 
I think at the beginning and maybe they start off too crazy and that's what sort of ends with like the results being just like completely impossible to grasp things. But like some of the mind games and like scenarios where someone's like, oh, I, I was secretly watching you in the library and you were here and stuff are kind of fun, in my opinion. Pete, you had some examples. You want to go? Yeah, because I do want to talk about like the positives. Cause I think we're. We, yeah, I think no, we are sure. split, but I think there's some good <laughs> parts about the show. Um, my favorite scene of the entire show is the when we shot. Get, nah, that's my second favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we get really introduced to Tom Popo for the first time, and he and she drags uh, Joru into the science lab, and then they have this discussion. There's two scenes that stick out to me particularly. One, um, Joru calls back like how this is happening in episode like seven when it should have been happening in episode four. I thought that was yes. really funny. He's like, this isn't right. This, the, the, the order of this is all wrong. And then the reporter girl um, having like this view of what's happening. And she's like, how did you get here? And she's like, oh, I saw Joru get pulled it like suspiciously get pulled into the science room. So I climbed through that window and stuff like that to me is just like, that's, I don't know. It's just like for as many things I have wrong with like the plot and where it goes from episode one to episode 15, I think like the dialogue and the scenarios that they got themselves into the majority of the time were fun, lighthearted. I could laugh along with it. There were some moments where I just absolutely gut laughed to what was happening. And it kind of distracted me from what was the main purpose of the story. to just having like a really fun time with the characters. And I got to give the props to that. Uh, my smooth brain being distracted by really fun dialogue. Yeah, for me, one of like one of the positives of the show is just being it being very uh, loose with a lot of their a lot of their gags and being very visual with them. So one of my favorite one of my favorite like ongoing gags, other than the bench scene, which was a treat every time I get uh, every time I got to saw it, I got to see it. Goddamn, being country. Um, my favorite one was like whenever he would. Whenever Joru would end up getting put into a um, put into a situation where he's talking to a random to a random chick, specifically a new one, and he just starts reacting to what they're saying, uh, is it's very it's it's very fun because like I see like some of the uh, some of the different uh, animation styles that they put into his face. It, it takes away it takes from another show. That and I also like that this isn't really much of like a positive to a lot of people, but for me, um, like I like that it stayed very first person instead of like adding extra like, you know, we're going to follow this person for a little bit. We're going to follow that person for a little bit. We learned a lot of about a lot about the world through Jeru's eyes and we and he reacted to them accordingly rather than you know us as the watcher uh like figuring out something that the, yeah. that the main person doesn't figure out and the we rest have a li of limited perspective as opposed to an omniscient one exactly it's it's a very it's very refreshing because a lot in a lot of these shows uh you see they cut away from the main character for a little bit and it's like oh we surprised you and i'm trying to win the battle or something it it felt like I, I could see where they would like the way they would do that in situations where it would be uh, where it was a little bit more, you know, dramatic. Yeah, I, I kind of um, you're mentioning how they talk about or they 
they infer to other shows and stare in switching up their art styles. I thought that was really cool. Like there is just tons of little references littered in. There's probably like a reference each episode, like whether it's the, the sailor moon reference with, with peen popo and, uh, and there was like a Kaiji. (laughs) Yeah. There is a Kaiji reference and there is a bunch of little things thrown out there. And I thought that was really cool, but, um, that's obviously like, Oh, I like references. References are cool. Um, but that that was kind of neat. But kind of going back to what what Pete was saying about how the characters, how the journalist girls like, oh, I saw you get pulled into the science room. That was one thing I give the cast a credit for um, is that everyone is not just stupid and dense and thick schooled. Like they are in the very beginning for to play up that oh, this is a romantic ro- or a rom com. But everyone is very self-aware and actually is relatively smart, I feel. Everyone kind of picks up on other people's cues, whereas, oh, uh, Pansy is feeling very uncomfortable, obviously. Or, or this person, I can tell that this person loves another. And I thought that was, that was really refreshing, not just have a whole cast of just people who don't understand their friends. And it really, I think it lended to how close and how strong the bond ended up becoming amongst the group, despite the fact that they might have their issues with love triangles or love polygons or whoever. Um, And I thought that was, that was really something I could give the cast uh, credit for. I absolutely agree with that until I don't. So we'll talk about that <laughs> until we'll talk about that later. Except when they're like love blinded, like aside I, from that. Yeah. Um, okay. So Jay, you wanted to talk about Sun Chan, who we've not talked about yet. It is our main character's best friend slash the uh, affection interest for a lot of the girls. Initially, um, he has a bit of a villain arc at the beginning, and you wanted to talk about that. Yeah, so at the beginning of the series, uh, Sunshine has a bit of a villain arc because basically all the girls are in love with him, and he realizes this and essentially wants to use them to get closer to Pansy, who he doesn't actually care about, and basically threatens to assault more or less at one point in the library. Everybody forgets about that and just acts like it never fucking happened. It's the implication. It was very. (laughs) That's the thing about it. What you were talking about reminded me of it because it feels like what, when Trent was saying that the bonds for the characters felt very smart and that they were like knowledgeable about what other people wanted and that, you know, like, it felt realistic like that to me was just such a discordant moment with that that like it's i agree to admit to an extent on like most of it but like that is just so out there to me that it really kind of undermines the whole situation in my opinion i see that it's a thing that i choose to ignore because i just write it off <laughs> as bad writing Right, it's like terrible I, writing. Yeah, so like you know how like oh, I mean, you might know this at the beginning of the quintessential quintuplets. Nino like literally drugs the protagonist, and yeah. like that's a felony. Um, and so I just ignore that scene and let everything else continue 
because that was bad writing and also, it wasn't as maybe, funny as the author thought. <laughs> maybe the PTA had a good idea to close the library if students are threatening to assault other students in the library and planning harems and love games and all that sort of shit. Maybe I'm on the PTA side on this one, actually. That's yeah. Well, they got a bunch of students from other schools to come to the library. That's so also mm. yeah. That was weird. The show again loses all semblance of reality at some point. Um, yeah, but like most, to most stay on. Thought that was funny. I thought to, it was funny to too. stay on the Sunshine Villain arc thing. I just. I don't understand how they go back to just, like, accepting that he... Like, even ignoring that part as, like, an outlier of bad writing. How do you go back after, like, him just being a fucking supervillain, literally having a maniacal laugh about it in front of two of the people? I don't understand how he gets to just be a... Be, is it because he's good at baseball? Yeah, there you go. I was like, I was like, there's two answers. He's hot, and he's the ace of the baseball team. <laughs> All that matters. <laughs> yep. He can get away with anything. I, I will Looks say, like, for a protagonist, he has like a similar issue. So there's probably some like empathy there, right? For someone who feels like they can't be themselves, like he can't. It's mostly the women that I think should not fuck with Sunshine at all. I, I will say they all immediately stop being interested in him. That's at least, a, yeah, I mean, that's the bare minimum, I guess, so I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, I mean, they still hang around him, but he also improves a lot. He has, like, a much more interesting, in my opinion, that I wish was followed up on, like, semi-villain arc later on when he asks Poppy out, and is like, hey, like, if I do it, he, he did it to, like, spur his friend on, to, like, give him a deadline, to, like, get his ass in gear or whatever. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't it have been way fucking cooler if she just dated him and not our psychopath main character so he does get a girlfriend in the light novels named he does anem- okay. anemone um Ane- anemone <laughs> that's a type of plan as well not just like the urchin or whatever okay but um i don't know like it's conflicting for me because i think in the second half of the series sunshine hard carries it if i'm being yes. completely honest yeah, totally <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, he's he just, he's excellent in the second half of the series, but it's hard to b- counterbalance that with him literally threatening to assault the main heroine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, one, I agree. And like, because like literally the way I deal with that is choosing to not believe it. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, no, I know you do that in media. We've done we've done yes, this before. We've, yes, we've talked about this. I, there's an entire sequel to one of our favorite things that I choose to not believe. <laughs> I, I mean I, that's how i do it right like if something is clearly like it, it wasn't intended to alienate him from the audience like clearly right like that was not the point of that scene so i view it as bad writing and forgive the character but not the author if that makes sense i think that's understandable honestly i, I think we talked about something like this in like dirty pair where like if it happens like once I can like ignore it as long as it doesn't happen again. And that's kind of like how I felt with Sunshine, where like that scene is weird. Like it I, I get like having like trying to like make him evil in the situation, but then they have to like make that too joke. Far. A yeah. bridge too far. Yeah, exactly. Period. Like you don't have to I don't know. Like I He he accidentally shot the dog instead of kicking the dog. Yeah. Right. Yeah, something like, like yeah. that. But then like it doesn't happen really again. So, yeah, like, no. I'm with Miles where, like, I kind of just, like, ignore it as long as it doesn't happen again type of thing. 
Yeah. It's like an I anime think, thing. It's weird. I, that's kind of like the high. Like, I didn't care much for the baseball aspect of the OVA, but I really enjoyed actually getting some insight into Sunshine's like inner monologue and psychology. I think that that was like the probably the best aspect of the OVA, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, I wish we would have gotten more of that because it kind and- of presents Sunshine as a deuteragonist for a while, but like we don't really get much of him like actually acting as like a secondary protag does anyone think okay in in my head like while i was watching this while i was watching the ova there were two anime going on there was a sports anime about these two guys who were enemies who like learned various lessons right and like there wasn't any preamble for that catcher being a character but like there is an anime out there where he is an interesting character it's not this one but that that anime exists um and, and then there whatever the fuck was happening with the, the there was the other part of the ova um i hated and, the barrette game i words can't express yeah. how I, I hate the barrette game like i think it is i i just i, I don't i don't want to get to it now because i think i need to end on it because i'll never get off of it right so let's so let's stick with <laughs> the baseball game for now. Um, um, oh God, it's uh, it's someone else talk because it's actually hard for me not to just dive into it. I enjoyed Literally, that. Sunshine really liked Hideo Nomo. That was cool, and it was cool seeing that his pitching style is kind of reminiscent of Hideo Nomo. Yes. If you go back and watch any any like late nineties Dodgers Hong, baseball, Hong you see him do the full. <laughs> List and then rear back and throw. I thought that was kind of neat, but that, that, as that far was as... cool. I did catch that. <laughs> That's a cool attention to detail. Yeah, yeah. And I think unless you know baseball or follow Japanese pitchers or things like that, you probably wouldn't get that. But that was the one thing I was like, wait a. As I was watching him pitch, I was like, wait a minute. That's. That's kind of cool. That looks familiar, but there was that's really there, about it. That well, there was a lot of like there is a lot of love. I feel like like one like the, the references, the baseball things, like you were talking about, like the mm-hmm. way the characters interact when they're both on screen with like facial expressions and people reacting to each other. Like there's so much attention to detail in the show that's so interesting and good, but I think the plot is just awful. And that I mean, <laughs> it's hard to come back from that, right? Like it's that's a hard thing to come back from. I also think that uh, you can tell that the voice cast was having a lot of fun with this, specifically the main VA who is uh, the voice actor for Deku in My Hero Academia. Like, it just goes to show that, dang, he actually is a really good voice actor whenever the like voice direction is interesting and allows him to take it very unique places. All of the inner monologue that Joro had, like where he's like plotting and scheming to himself was hilarious. Like I was watching this with my partner and some of the highlights of it are honestly going, oh, this guy's a giant piece of shit. Whatever he's thinking to himself, like whatever he acts normally. And then like on the inside, he's actually like scheming to get like when he has like the harem turn and everything where he decides he wants to do that. Like I thought that that was just really fun and like more or less just all of the voice acting and even a lot of the like OST, in my opinion, was very well put together. I think the sound of the show is one of the highlights for me personally. I would agree. This, I think the voice acting was so good. <laughs> like uh, the, their expressions of shock and stuff like that were really, really 
fun. Oh my I, god! Cosmo <laughs> going into old school samurai mode was always always a blast. Oh, yeah, that was Cosmo. Cosmo's VA was fantastic. Shout out to Rainbow she, Shogun. She felt like <laughs> she felt like an Ed Ed and Eddie character to me. I don't know how to describe it. That's just what it reminded me of when she would go samurai mode. She she is such yeah. a good example of like the things that this show had going for it. Right? She's the cool, collected like student council president right like she like fills that archetype but then she also has this like really fun like awkward side to her that i don't feel like i've like in the second best girl for real in the archetypical harem right she doesn't have that quirk she isn't nervous around the guy she likes she doesn't start saying domo at the end of everyone's name like and so, like, there's so much of that, I think. And I'm just sort of, it's sad that the show didn't play with things like that more and instead just it became a harem. Or didn't. <laughs> yeah. um, well, speaking of harems, why don't we talk about uh, the most important topic in a show that, you know, something we used to talk about a lot more before we started watching, like, shows that just weren't like this. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, let's talk about Best Girl. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Me, me, Mansu's aside of Sunshine, who is your best girl, Miles? Okay. So I'm going to go for an answer. There's a lot of girls have a lot of great moments. Everyone in the show, I think, has like a light Yagami plotting moment where they're either foiling or coming up with a devious plan. And I like all of that. I'm going to pick the one girl who doesn't. So the popular girl, Asaka Mayama, she has like red hair and like later changes it. This was like a second half bit that I really liked, which was her. And it, they don't ever really sort of explain why she likes the main character ever, but she does for some reason. Uh, and I believe the official explanation is he's been less creepy lately, um, which really isn't a good reason to be romantically interested in someone, but it's a harem. So I understand that these things will happen. But the bit with her friends just like cheering her on when she's going to like try to talk to him and like she can't. and They're like, hey, but you like you try to and like that's a I loved that so like that whole energy she had I thought was very charming and relatable and so for that reason I will call her best girl get you some friends that'll support you like they did that's what you need everyone needs that absolutely uh Kat what about you who's your best girl I thought no one was gonna choose choose her until Miles did (laughs) okay um but mine is for a different reason. I actually really liked her character design um, because, like, the way that she changes, especially when the like the episode that she changes from having like the pink hair and basically being the kind of the generic uh, mean chick to going back to black hair and being there. Uh, I really. I really like the way that uh, the way that they kept her around and how she how her character design never really skimped out, which I mean, the other character design fairly good, but she was it also has to deal with her having red hair at the beginning. So that's just minor things, <laughs> but it, you know, not feeding in my fetishes or anything. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't know how to respond to that. Keep that Sorry. silence, Liz. Yeah, okay. really. Do not please, do, silence. please do not. <laughs> like, I, 
I don't know what to say to this. Um, all right, Trent, what are your fetishes? And uh, maybe throw <laughs> Oh, in all right. So we're going to take this a different angle now. Yeah. now. Um, <laughs> so as far as best girl, well, kind of actually. I guess I'll kind of go to that. But I'm torn between Cosmos and Pansy. It, the first three episodes showed such a calculated, um, almost like sadistic to a point. Um, side For Pansy, right? Pansy, yes. And it was that awesome. I loved. It was so I was good. like, oh, okay, this is where we're going with this. It, it bummed me out to kind of see that, that side of her fizzle out throughout the rest of the series. But if you take episode one through three, Pansy, I would say that's that's my choice right there. Cosmos is a very very close second as as Miles was mentioning, she's very calm, cool, collected until she has the moment like at the beach where she just totally crumbles at the thought of Jodo and her being together. Um I thought that was that was a really funny bit. But I would yeah, if you give me episode 1 through 3 Pansy, I need that that slightly sadistic angle i need that in my life completely <laughs> so, so that, there's your kink all right cool exactly exactly yeah all right uh pete what about you uh well we know the answer to this but yeah do we glasses i don't think we do glasses uh, it's girl. not no yeah. pansy is not my favorite um oh i was saying what your fetish was. oh that for yeah. sure it's glasses. Oh, yeah 100 yeah, yeah. um mine's also a tie between subaki and asuka i did like um not a lot of times in anime where people like change for the person that they like. It reminds me of like high school when like you find out like the girl that you like likes preppy dudes, so then you buy Amber Crombie or something like that. Like she finds out that she like uh Jaro likes straight haired black haired girls, and so she does that. And it's like, you know, that's something a high school girl would do. I thought that was good. But I did think like how structured Tubaki was throughout the entire show was just like a nice pillar of support. Um, but if I had to pick one, it's Asuka because she's a Sundere and I'm a simp for Sundere. She's a hilarious Sundere. Like really that good. was something that was just like she's played good. really straight. I thought that was that was like a good bit. Mm -hmm. It was very winky and naughty. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Wow. So three. Yes. Like three, for, for, three for a character that affects the plot in absolutely no way. <laughs> Zero <laughs> Is contributes like, nothing literally contributes nothing like is i honestly before i've were we talking about this show like four days ago when i was like oh is that the one with the pink hair or the red yeah, hair yeah. and then you were like no it's the red haired chick and then two two minutes later oh wait no she's she goes pink at some point too <laughs> at the end of the show oh man uh all right jay who's your best girl uh, it's obviously Subaki. She's got a job. She's got a good work ethic. She can cook well. She's the most the one who's not a fucking psychopath. Um, shout out, wor uh, in my opinion, worst girl is obviously Himawari. But Pansy gets a close second for treating Hose oh. like he's a fucking serial killer, even though she treats Sunshine like a normal human being in, in Hose's whole issue, by the way, is that even though he's a really nice guy, sometimes he doesn't consider what others want. Cool. I guess that's a, Fine. Villain, that's a villain arc. Oh, right it sounds like I mean, a serial killer to me. I don't I, know. <laughs> Pat, who, who's your favorite character? I need to talk about the end. It's, it's bursting out of oh. me. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's pretty easy for me out of the blue haired chick, Kina. 
uh, I, I liked her. Her her accent was cute and she's funny. And I like that she's like trying to cheat, but not not necessarily super sadistically, I would say, like more in like a I want to win, so I'm doing anything possible. She uh, published and, an article calling like she me tooed him. Like fake news. <laughs> but like in a fake, a fake article. I, I'm like one, I like it. Two, yeah, right, I like, wouldn't necessarily say that it's not super sadistic. That's like a psychotic thing to do. Mm, yeah. Different strokes for different folks as we're learning in this episode so far, right? Um, but <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, I kind of, I don't know. I like, again, they all do stupid things, but I liked her. I guess I liked how manipulative she was, but not in like a, to me, uh, as weird of a way. Although, yeah, you're right. That is a very... That is probably the worst thing that out of all of them they, that they did to each other, right? I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe the threatening to assault thing. Yeah. But it's close. They're different. She is agenda she, over facts. She's she's blue haired yeah. though, so you know, she's pretty hot. Um It was a pretty good. smart plan on her part, and it worked. It was. She yeah. looked really good in a witch hat too, so there you go. Um no, okay, that joke didn't land, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> no, it did. Okay, I thought it, I thought it was kind of funny, but yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right, yeah, let's uh, out of that <laughs> let's do this ending thing, Miles. Have your bunny girl I, moment. Go I, ahead. I, this isn't this isn't a bunny girl. Okay, honestly, the fucking writing at the end of the bunny girl senpai movie makes this fucking like this makes that look like goddamn Shakespeare or fucking whatever, like some fucking <laughs> classical piece of art. <laughs> this is. This is this is the most insane thing I've ever seen. Everyone acknowledges who likes who, and then they're like, "Let's play a game about it." And like, but everyone knows, right? And like, because like as Trent was saying, they're all like emotionally intelligent, and like the other girls are like, "Oh, we're going to vote against Poppy because we know that Poppy will say yes if our main character confesses to her." So, in order to like prevent, why did this happen? Why didn't they just talk? Why weren't feelings ever discussed? Why? Why? why I, I legitimately don't understand why this happened. Like, I, how did this? And like, they make rules after three of them already cast their votes, and then the guy randomly adds votes, and like it, it, and they're like trying to just tell the girl you like her. Just do that. Just hey, Poppy, I like you. You want to go out sometime? Yeah, you do. Oh, wow. I could have only ever guessed that by the 47 times you told me that you were in love with me. Or don't. Don't do that if you don't like her. Just why play this game? I don't understand why this happened. I don't understand why everyone cared so much. Like, what happened if, like, everyone gave Hose the barrette and then Poppy gave the other guy the barrette? What do you do? You go, oh, well, too bad, Poppy. I won. <laughs> and then like he, he like adds the rule that's like oh if i if whoever wins could never talk to the friends like, why would you accept that just say no just say no because he you knew he was going the, to win what a, what a dumb rule agreed <laughs> the whole thing was, was the, it, that's asinine. my issue there's literally like on like it, whoever I, i'm not going to go super in detail but like the ending of the quintessential quintuplets has a semi-similar scenario that this makes look like the world's most realistic scenario. I, which is a, a thing I never thought I would say in my entire life. I, I actually, I just can't, I can't. And then also they all just aren't watching Sun Chan's game. 
I would I would have fucking given all the girls barrettes to hose. Fuck you, you piece of shit friends. He even <laughs> thinks that to himself. He's like, oh, no one's watching me and me play my game. And like the biggest moment, I'm like trying to overcome. It's literally not his biggest moment, though, because if they win this, they're going to the fucking countrywide championship. Yeah, but like so. as of yet, right? Like he's trying to overcome. That's probably why he got over it, though, because he knows they're going to go watch him in the Koshian or he had one. He, he, he hadn't won yet. Yeah, but <laughs> come on, come on. They're, they're genre savvy. They know what's going to happen. Okay, okay fair enough. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. I would be mad if my best friend was busy playing some stupid Barrett game because he's too much of a little freaking coward to just ask the girl he likes out. And he needs to have some like weird sort of vote where people that know what, like they don't even know who these people are. Why are they voting? I don't understand. Like I genuinely don't understand why or how this happened or why anyone respected the results of it. Or how we got here. I don't get it. I like, is there a reason? Because like Poppy was like, oh, Hose likes me. Like she's so afraid of him. You mean she pansy? Complete- pansy. Okay. Yes. Just like, whatever. thinking about or, League of Legends. Or, yeah. yeah. Sorry. They're flowers. The, the normal chick from League of Legends. Yeah. <laughs> she like, she, she changes her this. entire personality because she's so afraid of rejecting a guy. Right. That's what happens. Yep. That's insane. That's an insane thing to do. Just wait till I tell you the light novel ending because she's okay. even more insane. Okay. Oh, okay. nice. Hit hit us with the light novel. Okay. Ending. Here we go. And do you remember in like the first episode where we see the baseball game and we see the pretty girl and that? Yeah. Who is that girl? That it. Well, per this, it's Pansy. That is not yeah. Pansy. Oh that, my fucking! That God. is a girl named Viola. Viola is actually the girl who loves Joro, but she's in the hospital. So, you know who looks a lot like Viola? For some reason, Pansy. Pansy looks exactly like Viola. Pansy and Viola are friends. The uh, Pansy is a step-in for Viola to build a relationship for Joro, so once Viola gets out of the hospital, they can be together. But then... Pansy and Jaro actually develop relationships for or feelings for each other, and they become a couple at the end of the light novel. So, what Wait, are your so what are your thoughts on that? Who what for a fucking that. stroke? Yeah, I love that. That. I'm sorry. I think that's hilarious. Actually, yeah. like that's really funny. <laughs> who who is fuck? who is Hose in love with in this? In Hose light is novel? in love with Pansy. Okay, okay. So, but how do they know? Okay. Sorry. So Pansy and Viola aren't twins, but essentially in yeah. this universe, they look like identical twins. But how does... Okay, so my question is, how does... How does Pansy know, or Viola know, or... They just talk to Joro, right? Yeah. Viola talked to Joro so at the baseball There's game. There's 17 volumes of this, so I don't know the exact extent of it, but that is the reasoning why Pansy is so going after Joro is because she's such good friends with Viola and Viola is in love with Joro. I honestly, if you, if, if you had said miles, you can bet all of the money you have all of your money. Do you think that the light novel has a better ending than the OVA? And I would have, I would have said, yes, I would have said a hundred percent. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, I don't know about the ending, I guess. 
but the fact that that plot twist doesn't exist in this is praise be praise be <laughs> what what uh that is i mean yeah truly my chair is over there because of this bullshit yeah why <laughs> why would anyone do that why why would you write that like not not from like a character point of view like from like a human point of view. someone wrote down that plot they yeah. sat down and they wrote Viola does she yeah so she she's the girl that has her face all covered up in the ova then yeah um when she's yeah. talking with sun chan in middle school, in middle school that's yeah. actually viola and not Pam. i gotta go all right i'll be right back i'm gonna go tell my partner this and uh please let us know what she th- okay <laughs> holy shit yeah so that's a lot to take in and i think that's the reason why they made an anime only uh ending I, yeah i mean they for sure yeah. butchered the anime only ending but also i think it's better I mean, the actual ending, like, I actually think it's hilarious that he goes for the harem route. Like, that part, I yeah. think, is very funny. Yeah. Um, they also walk it back a little bit, and, like, him and Pansy kind of get together at the end. Um, yeah, it's hinted but, when he says, like, the I love the moon looks nice or whatever. And that's yeah, sort of like, I that, love That's you how too, Japanese people say I love you, because yeah. they're too shy to directly say I love yep. you. But, yeah, so, like, they clearly like each other or whatever, but it's still funny that he went for the harem ending. But what, okay... When when you guys were watching this, I, I need to know when this Barrett game was happening. How did you stay invested in any way? Because I, why didn't they just talk to each other? I so where I was while I was watching this, I was um, I was I was at work. So and the person that that helps me that the person that we share work together with is not there. So this is my escapism. That was the that was the main reason why I uh, why I stayed invested. But but you know what? I'm glad I didn't read the night novel. <laughs> I would have lost my fucking mind. Yeah, no, I kind of. I feel exactly the same way you do, Miles, because it's like all this this whole big game is going on where you're handing out see whoever can get the most votes and the most barrettes and everything. But at the end of the day, who does Poppy you're doing like, all right? of this? Fancy. Exactly. It's all for a show. But all that matters is just what does Pansy think? What does Pansy want? What does she want to do? Like, yeah, she's maybe scared to tell to reject this guy. But instead of making this giant spectacle about it, try to encourage Pansy to hey, like, hey, stand up for yourself. Stick to your true feelings. Be true to yourself. And it could have just been finished. It could have been an uplifting story about Pansy usually being the one that is in charge of moving the cogs. But, and it could have been, instead of this time, everyone else is trying to put these things in actions to uplift her and make her feel stronger about herself and her emotions and coming to terms with being able to finally reject Pose uh, once and for all. But... It didn't do that. It just made his big spectacle. Like, ah, f- who cares what Pansy thinks? Well, she'll have to live with the results of this game no matter what. And that was... That Simone made it hard it for me to kind of care. Shyamalan twist, by the yeah. way. 
But yeah, like as I was putting it on, I I just finished it not too long ago. I was like, okay, I kind of see what's happening. So I'm just going to start cleaning up around here. And it's like, oh, a new twist just happened. Oh, a new twist just happened. And I was like, okay, this is where it's going. I yeah, I, like I thought it, I thought I think that based <laughs> off of you literally just describing it to me right now, I think the fact that it does such a stupid thing, like a twist like that, again, I think is just further proof of it leaning into like the shittiness of it, right? Like no, like I, I don't know. Uh, you can't give it. You can't give anything free reign to have bad writing just because it pretended to be a parody for like one fourth of the actually like one fifth of the watch time i i thought it was i i I think we are underselling how many jokes it made about itself or the thing this the media as well like beyond the first three episodes for sure we're like doing that though my my problem isn't that it's stupid there's ways you can set up funny stupid things without the way around that situation being a five word conversation and also oh yeah well like retconning it feels like right like i i get that uh, but isn't I feel like that's what the the bit they were going for. So yeah, you you think it sucks? I I just think that it. I thought it was kind of funny, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, maybe I don't. It's just like the stakes were never real. Not not because like because it, it didn't matter. They don't matter. Like it was one. It was annoying to me that like one. I don't think the show has like an apex romantic moment between Pansy and Jaro. Right. I don't ever think there's like a moment where like their chemistry really clicks. Um, You know, there isn't like a whammy moment. There isn't like a kiss scene. There isn't any of that. Um, Joro never really deals with his like viewing of her as two different women, I guess, because she actually is two different women and whatever. But like, um, you know, like there's the beautiful one and then there's like the one he like finds unattractive and stuff. And like, he never really sort of like reconciles that that's, the same woman i just i don't know i just feel like this ending was like you're right that it's stupid and silly but it like doesn't give us any sort of closure like it doesn't wrap anything up like like our main heroine has no part to do with it she doesn't say anything she doesn't affect the outcome at all she just sits there i think it's i don't know i think it's a really bad ending. i do think the harem bit is funny though yeah all right. Well, why don't we do our closing thoughts and uh, give our final scores as well? Miles, uh, continue talking, please. I will. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the show is definitely funny. It's definitely flawed. And I think it, it, there's just like writing issues, right? Like, I just think there's like a lot of writing issues towards the end. However, I enjoyed my time with the show. Um, so I think it's like also a good mile show. It does like the meta humor, the absurdness and stuff that I like. It also like, again, as we were talking about, like makes me angry in like a very miles way where I'm just like very annoyed that like that plot line like exists. Right. Like, I think it's just like, I thought it was fun. It was fun to be angry at. Like I wasn't actually mad. Um, It was like, it was fun to like dissect the show and think like have how silly it was. It had a lot of good bits and humor and all of that. Um, I'm going to give it a seven and I think it's like ranging from like an eight to a six, depending on where you are in the show, but I'll just average it out and say seven. Thank you, Miles. What about you, Kat? What are, what are your final thoughts and your final score? My final thoughts are that, okay. So getting over the shock of what the ending of the light novel was, 
Um, I think this show is a really fun show. I think it's a. I think it's a show that it's not necessarily critically great or anything, but it's something that that you can really enjoy. And for me, especially, like this is one of those shows that like the main character is a scumbag, and it's fun. Um, and of course, like it does kind of die down towards the end, which is a little uh, is a little sad, especially during the OVA. But I think that it's enjoyable, and I think that's I think that's the the summary of my uh, the summary of my review of it. It's enjoyable, and the thing is that the first part of the show is really really good, and it does uh, it does coast around like it did like I, I think the first three episodes like if that was the show in and of itself. It would have been like a nine, but the rest of the show kind of coast down to like a six to seven mid, uh, middling around that range. Uh, uh, and the ending was something. Uh, so altogether, I think the show as a whole is an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. All righty. Uh, Trent, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, um, kind of along with cat sentiments there like but that first three episodes i with all the twists and the setting up the the gags that would go on for the rest of the series of bench coon and there's this one person that makes my chest feel so tight and setting those up for the future like for to be the ongoing bits was really great, and at that point, I probably would have given it like an eight point five. Um, I think as the show kind of goes off the rails and it moves away from a lot of what I what I enjoyed about it, it it started to bump down a little bit for me. I I still at the end of the day, it still got me to laugh with almost every episode. I still was able to find a lot of the bits um, pretty funny. There was a lot of and, and the bits that they did have with, with the references, like referencing how much the book cost being a hundred thousandth of the cost that it make uh, to make Shenmue, which was approximately $50 million to make that game back on the Dreamcast. I thought that was funny just because that that was personally a game I grew up really enjoying playing back in the day. Um, so when it did hit those points, I really enjoyed it. I think overall, though, um, with how it landed at the end, I'd probably give it closer to a seven at the end of the day. It wasn't anything spectacular, but it wasn't anything egregious overall. So I would say, yeah, I'd stick with around a seven. A seven. All right, Pete, what about you? I'm basing my entire opinion on this show around my enjoyment and the comedy for the show. I really just enjoyed every episode, at least a little bit. Like I was always laughing in some aspect and I just thought like the cast was great. The OP I thought was a mega banger. Shut up miles. Um, <laughs> but uh, just, just a really good time. I'm gonna give the show an eight out of 10. An eight out of 10. Alrighty. Cool. Uh, Jay, what about you? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be as kind to of the show as the others. I'm sorry. Um, I think that this show, like, I enjoyed a lot of the comedy aspects of it. Like, the recurring jokes were good. So I guess if you're somebody who really enjoys recurring jokes, that's probably, like, a big plus for you. 
But for me, it just couldn't salvage the fact that the characters felt like they didn't really learn much from episode to episode. They didn't really like hold anybody accountable for any any of the fucking like Patrick Bateman uh, (laughs) activities. Um. I think that the like I would have enjoyed it a lot more if like it would have ended like after they were all like bruh nah like fuck you for trying to do this I think that would have been an interesting way to do it because like it feels like they're setting the guy up to be a loser but like at the end of the day they more or less say yeah you know man you're a piece of shit but you do it because you care about people and that makes all the actions and people you hurt fine and it's like okay I guess um. I just didn't really vibe with... It felt like a chore to watch it past a certain point, honestly. And for that reason, I think I'm going to go ahead and give this a 5 out of 10. I Honestly, that's fair. (laughs) I'm just not a harsh scorer. (laughs) I'm usually not either, (laughs) but I wanted to put my foot down this time. (laughs) <laughs> you're, scolding right. this, you're scolding this show like a mad father I think 5 is a fine score yeah it's Jeez, not really that bad it's, it's not really not, that bad yeah it's not like it's like even a 2 like this is fucking trash it's watchable it's just yeah. not necessarily my cup of tea exactly honestly. I'm not a huge harem guy all, th- all things considered I'm talking about you putting your foot down on it. I am putting it's for it's <laughs> more for me because I've let you guys talk me into rating things higher. Not you guys didn't talk me into it. It's just I felt bad about rating shows poorly at points. Yeah, so man, that's why I gave Undead Unlock Manga a nine, right? Because yeah. like everyone was loving it, and I was like, oh, it was like seven tenths <laughs> in a row or something, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I have to give this at least a nine. Yeah. Shit was like a six. Nope, you gave it a All nine, right. so... That's why, why, why I gave Kaiba a six instead of, like, I don't know, a four. So, fair. Nine or ten. Like, yeah, I know, I know. I hated it. Sorry. Um, but, <laughs> so yeah, let's, uh, let me wrap up quick. Uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the show a lot when I first watched it. It's funny to think about that this was, like, pre-pandemic, too. Like, like weird to think that... Because this that show caused felt, the pandemic. Yeah, maybe you never. We we can't say it didn't. You know, maybe we some know. guy in we, we should do our in, own research. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> some guy in China just went to a, a meat market because he saw this anime or something and was hungry. I I don't know. You know, we will never know. Oh. Um, no, I don't know. I I just thought it, for me, this show feels like I only watched it like a year ago. I feel or, or like during the pandemic, Same. right? The fact that it's four years old kind of surprised me when I read that earlier, like. 50 minutes ago um i enjoyed the, the show so much and rewatching like bits from it uh because i jumped around a little bit made it so enjoyable i i agree with pete the uh, the op is really really fun uh it's super easy on anime music quiz when we play it so that, that that helps it out for sure uh i don't know i i thought the production of the show was pretty consistent at least at the start as well it didn't feel like it fell off too much animation wise which is nice i don't think we really talked about the art or anything like it's nothing special the girls are very like cookie cutter but i also there, again there is that funny animation bit where they like hyper stylize the girls changing after like the guys are drawn like as stick figures or whatever so they're like where where did our animation budget go why are we drawn so poorly and then it's just like <laughs> all these like super high res fucking violet evergarden-esque scenes but of them changing so 
It's funny. pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think this show for me was like, I don't know, like a, like a, a very low eight, but it's still an eight uh, at the end of the day for me. So, uh, so yeah, let's do some maths here, some quick maths between the six of us. We average out to a 7.16 repeating, so a 7.17 overall, which pretty close to the mal score of a 7.31. Um, you know, Jay, I think if you scored it one higher, we would have been right on with the mal score or just about. So uh, you're going to have to live with that burden. Uh, you have to carry that weight. Uh, but yeah, I guess that wraps up our discussion of Oreski. Uh, why don't we talk about what we nominated for our final uh, was it? No, it wasn't Miles Halloween. Week. Or did Miles Week? Oh yeah, it's Halloween. That's why these shows that we were talking about were nominated. Um, so yeah, what what won Miles? What are we watching for ho- our Halloween spooky episode? Is it Halloween or is it Miles Week Two? Uh, <gasps> what a choice! Like. <laughs> because first off, everything gets a legacy point. Everything was like really tight in there, except for one hey. thing, which stood above the rest. <laughs> Some. <laughs> Sorry, I thought the same. I thought the same thing as Jay. So that's <laughs> some some people really tight. Um, some some people say that this is the greatest work of fiction ever made. That person is Haztick. We will be watching Dog and Rapa, the animation. Yes, yes, yes. I thought we were watching High Rise Invasion so hard. Absolutely not. <laughs> No, that, that would not be continued Miles Week. I <laughs> I mean, I unironically think Ropa is like fine fucking art. People keep trying to tell me that like, no, Miles, it's not ironic. You're just reading into it. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're watching, Dong, uh, to be very clear, we're watching Rampa, the animation from... Yeah. Uh, studio uh 2013 it looks like by studio lurch okay um exciting stuff very spooky i guess i, don't I know think i'm just gonna replay the visual novel and then just see how that goes like for the conversation just like try to talk to you guys because from everything i understand this this adaptation is like actually f tier s tier or f tier f like oh, fuck. very bad. <laughs> I, I believe that it is terrible, but we will find out. And yeah. uh, but like it's important to remember that an F tier adaptation of Danganronpa is better than your favorite anime. So uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that is what that is what I have heard as well. Literally just now for the first time, people so, are saying this. One person the in particular person is saying is this. Saying this. <laughs> what oh, yeah, you so- can do for the adaptation you can compare it to the higurashi adaptation and see which one had a better visual novel to anime adaptation you can do that look i love higurashi right but like when you're comparing a visual novel to art right like true art <laughs> like something that belongs in the louvre like Danganronpa, <laughs> i don't <laughs> 25 hours of content in 13 episodes. It's going to be great. <laughs> I, oh my god. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I My only regret is that we can't also watch the rest of it. <laughs> because they just mix two and three together sort of haphazardly for no reason. 
in the next season. Um, but cool. I, I'm very excited. This will be my first exposure to Danganronpa, like basically at all. I've just refused to touch that with like a, a 10 foot pole. Even you it know, is like so fucking good. I fuck it. I I'm right. And everyone else is fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. We'll, we'll see what we all think about Danganronpa two weeks from now, I guess. Uh, so yeah, why don't we talk about what we're nominating for just in general, we get to go back to normal nominations. We have six things to pick from assuming we all nominate shows this week. So miles, you obviously came ready with a show, right? I for sure did. Um, I am going to nominate a show that will lose, but I've been meaning to nominate. So or to watch, but it'll lose, but that's okay. Uh, I'm going to nominate uh, Sugar Apple Fairy Tale. Oh, spicy. It's fuck uh. Jonah's season. Let's go. Yeah, I just <laughs> I, I wanted to watch it. And then like I had a kid or something and then I haven't been able to. Nice excuse. So. I know you can't uh, play congrats. that card every time miles <laughs> congrats on the sex yes. yeah um <laughs> it, it was really tight <laughs> oh god damn oh my god <laughs> yo yo all right I, I didn't describe the sex congrats that miles was, that uh, was cooper has anything to say about it <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Kayla had we a need to, we need to okay. delete the la- last like. <laughs> stop! Yeah. You're a whole miles. Next person. <laughs> Next up, Cat. Cat, what are you nominating? <laughs> Hi. Yes, I came prepared like Whoa. six months ago. Um, I'm nominating something that seems like uh something that. Pat would have nominated like two years ago. I'm nominating Monthly Girls Nozaki Kun. Oh, great show! Pete, Pete has seen so much anime that every time any of us fucking nominates anything, he's like, "Oh yeah, I like that show. Good show. It's a good. good it's a good one. It's fun." Oh, this one, yeah, it's done by that studio. Adobe Koba is pretty good. I like them. Uh, oh, I like this I've girl's d- design. Yeah, I've thought about nominating this before, or at least watching this. I think like back in my glory days of just watching a shit ton of anime, I was uh, thinking about watching it, and I never back did. In your glory days when you were, I don't know, just in college, a year older than me, glory no, in college, days. and and didn't have like responsibilities, I guess, beyond waking college. up. Waking up and, sh- and existing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Couch is a lot, a lot less work than living right now. Um. Anyways, uh, let's go next to Trent. What are you nominating? Uh, in your uh second episode ever. What is, What is your nomination? Yeah. Um. Or Remo This I don't think two. is one that. Oh, I I do not want to <laughs> nominate that. But this is actually one I wanted to nominate when we did the first episode of that I was on. Um, this is one I don't think Pete has watched, according to Mal. You want bet? Um, at least, well, unless you just haven't updated it and put it in there, um, which you might have. <laughs> oh, I <actually>. have. <laughs> it, it, it was tight. It was tight. <laughs> um now that all of us here are more familiar with fate outside of fate zero now that pat has watched ubw through secret santas he can finally understand this more already have Um, it on the list I am going to nominate today's menu for the Emmy. Uh, I thought you were going to do Ilya Prisma. I was like, you 
No, oh, I no. I'm not that twice. I thought you were doing the um the bad one. What's the bad one? That Apocrypha? Apocrypha? Apocrypha, yeah. No, that would no, have been I me. would never recommend that for anyone to watch. <laughs> not even on my worst um, enemy. I don't recommend it. I just want people to be forced to watch it. It's 24 I mean, episodes. It's too core anyway, so we're good. No, Astolfo fucking yeah. sucks because Astolfo likes the main character and I fucking hate the main character. It's very true. Very good point. Astolfo has a griffin. Your point is invalid. Whatever. <laughs> Thankfully, none of those bad aspects or nothing related to Apocrypha is in today's menu for Emiya family because it follows the main Stay Night cast and it puts them in a fun slice of life cooking anime um, envelope that is easy to digest. And it's one of the baits or outside of the Stay Night universe shows that is actually still animated by Ufotable. It's not handed off to A1 or another studio. Ufotable's got their hands in it. And I think it's a fun way to see how they take on Slice of Life in uh, in their modern adaptation, in their modern animation. Is that the one where he uh, that you, you watch Saber in a lion suit? Um, she's in Carnival Phantasm and some of the other older stuff. I think, I think they might do a gag like that at, at some point. Um, but it is, it is fun. It is you lost relaxing. Me. Sorry, <laughs> it does have Saber though, so oh, yeah. at least do get her in some way. I personally am shocked that a fate property would have Saber in it. Um, but. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, I, I don't know. That sounds like fun. Yeah, uh, it's weird how they never went back to that well, huh? Yeah, <laughs> weird, right? Like one of the most popular characters in anime to only use her mm-hmm. once. It makes no sense. Like, why did they do that? Yeah. Uh, Pete, what is uh, what is your nomination? This is a show that I have nominated in the past before. It is a franchise <laughs> that I've been wanting to get into for quite a while. It is very popular. It is oh, no. Natsumi's Book of Friends. Is leg- no. I would say it's even legendary at this point. A, oh, a franchise that has outsold oh, okay. One Piece in a given year. I am nominating Uma Musume Pretty Derby Season 1. Yep. I'm down with that. Honestly, I'm pretty psyched that Sugar Apple Fairy Tale might get to win. I was about to say, yeah, do <laughs> you like losing? Is that. <laughs> Uh, you never know. Sugar. You never know until you, you try. Know. Yeah, uh, I think it has have, like all you legacy have tried. point. <laughs> You've tried before. If I have a legacy point for what it was nominated with three other shows. Hey, I'm saying I did this with Link Click and it ended up being a banger. So I'm just saying. God, are right. you going to Link Click this? I mean, if you don't want me to, you should just vote for it. No, that's the same thing. We do not negotiate with terrorists. Well, yeah. seriously. Well, <laughs> no. See you see in two weeks when I nominate Uma Musume, Pretty Derby, season one again. Emmy has, nice. has two legacy points, though, so Ooh. that's worth noting. It's nice to have less competition. Oh. Uh, but all right, sweet. Uh, Jay, what have you got? Uh, I'm going to nominate the greatest CGI anime movie of all time. I'm nominating Lupin the Third, the first. Oh, okay. is that the one where he like where he throws his hat down the thing and then follow like he tries to follow it by I like through the lasers? Yeah, I, think, I think so. Yeah, I saw that come up on my timeline recently, and it was pretty cool. Um, that that's actually a spicy one. I like that. 
Oh, is this this looks like it's done by freaking Pixar? That's neat. Yeah, exactly. It is cool. probably the greatest 3D animation I've ever seen. I haven't watched the movie. I just mean from the trailers and stuff. Mm. Maybe Arcane's a little bit better, actually. I don't know. Arcane's very good. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it fucking I, incredible. I, I, I know. I know. I'm, I'm, this yeah. is also fully uh, CGI, whereas Arcane has 2D animation mixed in, though. So I'll give mm-hmm. it to this. Okay. And Pat? Yeah. Lastly, uh, I'm going to nominate uh, a show that we had a great discussion about the last time we, we talked about it. And uh, that is, uh, I'm nominating Link Click Season 2 because I think that that would be a lot of fun to talk about. And I want to watch it. So you guys better vote for it so I can watch it. I just, no I other way. just reviewed it. Well, you did. I know. Us, it's my podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fortunately, well, you are only one vote. Um <laughs> Unless, uh, yeah, unless you somehow fix the votes between you, you call me. I've been, I've, been, I've been counting your votes as half the entire time. <gasps> Dude, I've cashed up in Venmo. Yeah, yeah. I, well, our Venmos are public. Just saying. Uh, so yeah, sweet. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, Anime Club. Pete, why don't you uh, close this out? Yes, and if you want to support us, the best way to do so: like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you are watching and/or listening to us on. Next week is. The fall first impressions are going to be going over some new shows that are worth checking out, not worth checking out, that type of jazz. Otherwise, if you are here for Watch Club, in two weeks we will be reviewing the first season of the Danganronpa anime. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Peace! Bye-bye!